up ladies and gentlemen? I am super excited to be here today. This is episode number 100 of the Comments for the Peanut Gallery podcast. I'm Jordan Kurtz, your host with a very special guest, my man Josh Friend. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. And especially, my man is special because it's his birthday and he decided to join us here today. <laughs> so thank you very much, Josh. Hey, I greatly man, no appreciate problem. it. No problem. Appreciate you having this platform to put us out on. You oh, know? yeah, definitely, man. I'm just going to adjust this yeah. on you just perfectly right there. Boom, we're rolling. So, Josh, you had an incredible 2020 as far as your last two fights go, which has just made your momentum be like a freight train on a runaway path going into 2021. How does that feel? And we talked about this a little bit the other night on the radio show, but to maybe expand on it a little bit, what does that mean to you coming into this year? You're in your first main event coming up on January 29th. How does that just, how how does all that feel right now? Uh, I, I guess if I had to put it in a word, I guess would be vindicated, you know, like I was going through all those injuries um, throughout 2019, beginning of 2020. And there were times where I wasn't sure, you know, where it was going to lead to, like, when am I going to be back? And then as soon as I was able to come back, Corona hit. So, you know, things started piling up. So I was never really sure. And then to be able to get blessed with those two opportunities, not just one, but two to fight for LFA, when I know that there's people out there, you know, carving away, trying to get a fight anywhere. Um, you know, I was just, I wanted to go out and perform, you know, I felt like I was, I missed time, you know, when I was sitting on the shelf. So I had a lot of time to make up. So I wanted to go out there and, you know, <clears throat> put on a show, put on a performance, you know, make people remember, you know, because I feel like. I even talked to Mark, I feel like people forgot, you know, they forget when you're not doing what you say you were supposed to be doing. And it's more of a what have you done for me lately, lately type of society. So vindicated, you know, I was able to go out and show people like, hey, I'm here. You know, I haven't went anywhere. Yeah, I was injured, but I was in the gym every single day, whether I was, you know, told to be or not, you know. And that's one thing about me I feel like sticks out is you don't have to tell me, you don't have to motivate me, you don't have to say, hey, you have to come do this extra, like, I'm just ready for it. Like, I'm always prepared to do extra work, I'm always prepared, I'm more intrinsically motivated than anything. Absolutely, man, and, I mean, all of that work that you did in the dark definitely came to shine in the light, because your name will forever be etched in history now, as far as the LFA record books go. You were the 2020 Male Fighter of the Year. I mean... That has to be a huge resume booster as it comes to trying to punch that ticket to the dance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's huge. And, you know, I don't really, I haven't really been able to grasp, you know, when people say that it's a big, it's a big thing. It's a big resume booster because to me personally, like I know it's a great award. Everyone's excited. But like to me, that hasn't, that's not anything like I'm not done yet. You know, like I I would love to get the LFA belt, you know, if the opportunity arises, I would love to get the call, you know, to the UFC if that arises. But, you know, that's a nice little, yeah, put that on my shelf. That's cool. But like, that's not the main goal, you know? Oh, totally, totally, totally. It's just, I mean, I feel like for everybody out there who's been following you along and for, for, you know, for us who knew how you were dealing with, you know, you had to deal with all the adversity outside, you know, with, with the injuries and everything. So 
to see that vindication. Yeah. Perfect word for it, man. <laughs> to see that happen for you. It just it, it made me feel good because I mean, you can't be a better teammate than you are. Especially the way that all of your teammates on the awards night and during the day of the symposium kind of spoke to you, especially during lockdown. I was like, fuck, some like all I saw was Josh's face. Like <laughs> Brandon Royball even said, you know, like felt like I was just grappling with Josh every single day and I was like, God, this big motherfucker's just all <laughs> over me every single day. So I feel like for everybody who is watching you closely or, or supports you within this tight circle, that was awesome to see you get recognition for. Yeah, that was <clears throat> to have uh, Brandon speak, uh, like at least just bring me up in his speech. That was amazing, you know. Uh, he kind of hides the fact that he was kicking my butt when I came yeah. back. Like, he's so good on the ground. Uh, it doesn't matter how small he is. Like, he's just amazing. But, you know, to hear him mention my name and uh, Dustin Jacoby mention my name, like, those are the guys that, you know, when I came back from my surgery, like Scotty Miller, like, um, were like hey come here like come come to the gym come do this like they were pushing for me to hurry up and get back and as was i you know like so to be able to come in and work with the likes of those guys you know like that's amazing for me i was so proud of it you know oh yeah definitely man real quick since we didn't add it right away where can people follow you you follow me at josh friend mma on instagram and then at josh friend on twitter awesome and your fight can be watched at ufc fight pass 29th at 7 p.m perfect so make sure we take care of the business got the business down (laughs) yes sir we got the business in taken care of so josh we talked a little bit about this the other night on on the radio shoot uh the radio show as well but one of the things that really stood out to me and both to to ron crook as well when we we were done with the interview was man what a great teammate because you said hopefully i get a flight back early after my big fight on Friday night so I could be back in Colorado to drive up to Wyoming and watch my teammates. Yeah. And we thought, man, like, that that's just, that's a a, a wholehearted team person right there. Like, that, yeah. that's a good teammate. You know, well, it, thankfully it's not a hope because, you know, uh, LFA has us sent back the very next day. Like, I remember my last fight, we were gone. We were at the airport like 7 in the morning. Won't be that early this time, but I think we'll be back around two or three giving us enough time to you know because i missed the last time they had all those sparta fights up there and it looked like such a fun time and i was like you know i'm not gonna miss the next one no matter what like so i don't care if i go out there and i lose like i get a they get knocked out whatever i'm gonna come home i'm gonna drive up there and i'm gonna support them because you know they're in here just like i am they're putting in the work they're in the trenches like you gotta support your team when they're doing the same thing you know oh yeah yeah absolutely but the the secondary part of which that happen, <laughs> no that i don't believe that's going to happen not at all i mean i i honestly feel like bro this is it, it's just a matter of time right now mm-hmm. it, it really is just a matter of time and you know, a big win in a main event spot like the the phone is picking up like the phone <laughs> is picking up and you just got to be ready for you know ready ready to answer it at that point yeah because I feel like when you're looking at a lot of the lists, or, or at least someone who's entrenched into the media site and reads the articles, follows, you know, what what Junkie's saying, what uh, what the scrap, or what MMAfighting.com, Bloody Elbow, BJ Pendock, all, all these different sites that are putting out the list of guys to be on the uh, on the lookout for for yeah. this year. You were on basically every single list, so. 
I don't know, man. Like you're buzzing. You're buzzing I mean, right yeah, now. like it's 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 cool to hear all that, you know. And I don't want to like downplay any of it, but you know, even when I was winning, you know, back in Pittsburgh when I was, you know, starting out my pro career, like they, I wasn't written about then. Pittsburgh. You know, so like it's cool now, you know. I got a, there's a little bit of hype, whatever, but that I still have so much more to prove, you know, like cool put me out there they just weren't talking about me like that a couple years ago and i know that's how it goes but for me like i felt like i was on my way back then too here it just solidified it because i have much better uh training partners much better structure like so everything all of the right moves were made for that run to be made you know so i'm excited i'm excited absolutely man i mean and you have every reason to be excited on that front josh so what I want to ask you about now is, are you going to continue with that same walkout song? Does that yes. change? No. That, that's always that's, going to be the same? Yeah. I um, <clears throat> So I, I always like to bring it back to my roots, really, because when I first got into MMA, um, <clears throat> my teammate Chris Dempsey, when he would, um, it, I remember the song. I know last time I tried to remember, I couldn't. Uh, it's Bad Company by Five Finger Death Punch, and that was his walkout song every single time and it was crazy because in pittsburgh we had this place called stage ae which is right next to heinz field and it's a great big concert place i go there all i went there all the time to have concerts and the place would just explode when that when the guitar started you know and he was just synonymous like you hear you know bad company that's chris dempsey and i wanted you know my personality to come out in the song that i choose you know and yes yes and like <clears throat> of course throughout camps i have different songs that i want to play or like i'll string along and i mm -hmm. listen to more but when it comes down to it like when you hear the intro to ambitions as a rider like i want you to think oh shit josh is getting ready to fight let's go let's go huddle up like let's go like grab beer let's go let's go watch it you know Hell yeah, man. That, that's what I, I try to tie in so many different lines from like the songs or some different Tupac quotes the other night when we were on the radio. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you're picking through. You, you had, and they were stuff that you had posted. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm picking the lock, coming through, blasting. And then, of course, you're on that meal ticket mission. Yes, yes. You know, I've been, I made that little comment, you know, picking the door, coming through the door, blasting because like that little, uh, article they put like five fighters who were like on the doorstep you know that's cool like i'm on the doorstep but like i'm not here knocking on i don't want to ask anymore like i want to go out and i want to show and i need to prove that i belong on the next level you know it's one thing to say i belong it's one thing to you know have a social media oh i belong but what it comes down to is those 15 25 minutes in the cage where you got to prove that and that is the moment that i'm waiting for that's the moment i'm excited for then you know so what, ladies and gentlemen who may only be listening on the audio side if you haven't seen josh fight or if you haven't seen any pictures or anything like that know that this man checks a lot of boxes i mean a, as you're listening to him speak right now he's a very well-spoken individual he's intelligent with his fight iq you're well-rounded with your game and being fast explosive and long for your division all of those things just are, are just a check in the positive, you know, as you're going down the list. <laughs> that I just feel like, like I say, man, I, I feel it coming for you. And and I know that you're not trying to get too too wrapped up into too much of it, but 
I gotta hype you up, bro. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And like, <clears throat> even when I was on uh, Twitter the other day, I was like reading little old retweets of like, of when um, Bryson Tiller dropped his first song, and he was saying something along the lines like, "You have a feeling, you know, when it's close or when things are about to." breakthrough and that is when you need to push on the gas harder that's when you need to not let up and not ease up and like i don't look past this guy i don't look past this thing this fight this promotion anything so i made sure that leading up to this i pressed even harder the times that i didn't want to train i'm there the times that you know that i would just take off you know if i'm not in camp or if i just i'd made sure i put the miles and the road work was huge this time like I'm going to be prepared in all facets, you know, and I want to press on the gas because I want to break through that door like I do. It's just I want to prove it, though. I don't want to be all words. Definitely. So for uh, for those who don't know, because most people are accustomed to hearing or seeing main events be mm-hmm. five rounds, is yours being that it's not a title fight? Are you going three or five? Three. 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 Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, a lot of different promotions will do them differently for their yeah. main events, but I, I actually didn't know that either. And so I was really? thinking like, shit, I can't think, I can't remember if Josh is going five or if he's going three with it being an LFA main event, because most of, a lot of their main events throughout this last year, they had a lot of title vacancies. Yeah, they did. So there was a lot of title fights in those, they only had, I think it was either 16 or 17 shows during 2020, so those title Majority fights of those were title, yeah. Of those. So it had just been a long time since I had paid attention <laughs> to, oh, this is only a three round because yeah. I remember back to when Yusuf fought in the main event and his was only a three yeah. but I was just like man did they make a change like <laughs> been doing this for so long and stuff just runs into it sometimes I mean, you know I would have loved it to be a five round fight you know just because that's just more time to work more time to fight but three rounds is what I got and that's what I'm gonna work with you know I think it's uh, you know, I- I'm gonna go ahead and throw this one out there <clears throat> I don't think you're going to need all three. I don't think so either, but I'm prepared to go all three. Definitely a, a good position to be on that, or, or a good good approach for it at least. Mm-hmm. So let's talk camp just a little bit. How's that going? Oh, amazing. You know, um, this has been, since I moved out here, the first, because my last two fights are real short notice fights, really. You know, I had them in like two, three weeks notice, and I just went. You know, the first one was 205, so I didn't have to cut any weight. Uh, the next one going back down to 185, which was the easiest cut of my life, honestly. And I think taking that time with my injuries, you know, looking back for the good, taking that time off from cutting weight to 185 really paid a dividends because, you know, I was never cutting 100% correctly. You know, I used to always eat a salt during the day that I was cutting. Didn't know that wasn't good. So learning and growing from that, I guess that's a blessing. But, um... The camp for this one, my weight's low. You know, I'm staying low. I've told Mark this a hundred times. Like, I'm gonna stay low as long as I'm fighting because I want to be ready. You know, so I'm. It's not. A, it's never a problem of if I'm out of shape. Never a problem. My weight. I'm just here, living the lifestyle that I've always wanted to live. You know, fighting, training, eating good food, living in a beautiful state. Like, I can't hate it. You know, I love it. So this camp's going really good. Is I is anybody taking care of your meal prep and nutrition or anything? Yes, yes. Um, thanks to Iridium Sports for hooking me up with Evolve. They've been uh, sending me out meals every week, and it's been oh my goodness, it's been so amazing to have them. It's been very helpful because, you know, 
not now, but every Sunday I was watching the Steelers for the longest time. So I didn't really want to meal prep. I didn't really want to take that time. So having Evolve come in and help me out with that has been tremendously helpful. That, uh, that was a little bit of a heartbreaker last weekend, huh? You know what? It Got to go through it to get to it, you know? Like, <laughs> yep. it's just, it's one of those things, man, that's it's the way she goes, you know? And it was a heartbreaker, and I felt like we had a chance all the way up until that very last interception, because it's always like, <clears throat> I was like when I was in college, like, oh, I'll pick my grades up towards the end of the semester when it's, like, absolutely necessary, but now I'll have fun. I'll, t- I'll flip the switch. I always thought the Steelers, just, oh, flip the switch, you'll be fine. And they never did, so heartbreaker, but it's the way she goes. Especially with who it was against, though, too. I feel like that had to have been a little bit of an extra dagger. Oh yeah, being that you know that that's a, a division rival, a big time. You know, there there's animosity obviously between those you know those two clubs. Yeah, yeah. I only like MGK and Devontae Smith from Cleveland. Everyone else can go away. <laughs> You know, like uh, I have so many friends uh, from college who uh, are we have group chats going on and uh, a couple of them are Browns fans and like they're finally getting their turn, you know, so I got to take it, you know, because when the tables turn back around, uh, you can be sure I'm dishing it out. (laughs) We have that terrible towel left. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Now, that also, you know, we, we would chat back and forth during the game sometimes this season and be like, Bro, somebody just needs to grab Juju and just either whoop his ass before the game and, like, listen, don't go out on that goddamn logo. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, you know, something. I never really had a problem with the logo because if you remember in the beginning of the season, most of it was at home. Like, most of the games were in Pittsburgh. So, for the most of the time, he was dancing on his own logo. I never found it disrespectful in a sense of like, you know, dancing on the other team's logo. I feel like if it was during the game or, you know, if he would have done something disrespectful after the game or something like that. But I think people made a big deal of a TikTok when they should have made a big deal about the offensive coordinator or the running game. Because where was that? Never there, you know? And let me to, flip this around. All right, all right, all right. If that were Odell coming and doing that on the Steelers logo, do you think the Steelers would, would feel some type of way about it? I can't speak for other people. So, in, in my assumption, maybe, yeah. Because being a competitor, that's probably what you would look at. You would take that as, yeah. But as a fan from the outside, if it wasn't anything degrading, I don't think I would have taken too much. It doesn't take a lot to I mean, it takes a lot to offend me, I guess, in certain things. So. Yeah. That never bothered me. If that were to happen, it wouldn't bother me. But I can't speak for them. Uh, they probably would take it offensively. I was going to say, I didn't know if it was one of those, ah, you know, he's fine. Like, <laughs> it's, it's easy to say sometimes when, it, you know, when it's, when your, it's your guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. And especially just knowing in football, you know, like the logo is kind of you know, held trade, as yeah. like the, the sacred spot on the field, whatever. And then you have some guy who's wearing, you know, who's wearing colors. enemy colors is coming dancing over there and it. he's dancing on it. He's doing his TikTok <coughs> thing and kind of making a spectacle out of the situation because I mean that you know Corvette Corvette with his little but, like chop you know, chop yeah I mean that's the thing though like if you're gonna do that you gotta back it up oh you got a ball you got a ball and uh, there's been times where you know he balled and there's times where he got rocked you know so you live by the sword you die by the sword yeah. and I don't think he should have stopped honestly I wish he wouldn't have I wish he would have just you know stuck with it the rest of the season just to make a point but I hope we get him back. I really do, because he's a free agent after this year, and 
you know, I think he's really good. I think he's still young. Obviously, he's a kid. So I think we should take him back. The Juju Bees are real. Like I didn't realize how much of a like fellowship that he has. Like he has yeah. like a, and I feel like a lot of these people who are big fans of Juju aren't even necessarily football, football fans. Fan. No, they're more of his just TikTok personality. Fans. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. those people will go absolutely buck wild online when any of the Juju headlines come. <laughs> it is insane. Oh, I bet. They were talking about it on the Pat McAfee show the other day about how someone made a comment about Juju and there was like it was almost when Beyonce, like when Queen B, like when Beyonce had the, the lemonade stuff and everybody yeah. was just coming out in droves <laughs> and just lighting up every like chat forum out there. He said like that's what it was like with the Juju bees. Just absolutely insane following that you just you really don't see a whole ton of that in football. No, because he's a he's a younger kid. You know, he appeals to the younger audience. And being in TikTok, I mean, I don't have TikTok. I don't know any about anything about his following. I know he has a big social media following, but I mean, that's what you need. I mean, you saw they tried to get it to Nickelodeon. They had it on the Nickelodeon uh, station the other that's day. Actually, cool. That was kind of cool. Kind of trippy. Kind of cool. You know. It was good nostalgic. Same, same. So like, it was nostalgic. I liked it for that. I don't want to see it consistently. You know, make it a tradition once a year. That's fine. But don't you know? You don't want to overdo it. I I totally get you there. I just, you know, hey, it was a it was a fun little alt- alternative way yeah. to to see things. You know, the yeah. slime blasters in the end zone, SpongeBob's fat face in the uprights, like <laughs> that was one just, was just cool. Some cool stuff. Yeah, you know? when I heard it on um, I, I love to listen to a lot of barstool stuff, but uh, they were saying that they were gonna have slime in the end zone, and in my mind, driving to practice, like there's no way that they're gonna slime these guys in real life, are they? And then when I saw that it was digital, I was like. Ah, kind of cool not as cool as if they actually slime the dudes yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah i i mean i totally agree but then sean payton did get really slimed yeah and there were some people on the internet who were not happy about those <laughs> jordan 11s that he had on getting oh slimed yeah on. like you're gonna you're gonna slime the concords <laughs> like folks calm down i'm sure that sean payton has an entire closet full of concords. yeah i'm sure he'll be fine being that he is the only coach who's ever had a deal the way that he does mm-hmm. I mean that that alone is like I mean I, as a Jordan brand fan like how cool would that be like I'm, I'm a coach and I'm so I'm so saucy <laughs> the biggest sports apparel brand out there wants to sponsor me and get me fitted up for every single weekend that's a that's a pleasure to have right there isn't it oh, yeah that's pretty cool absolutely Chase Claypool got signed to Jordan too. He did. He did. I so, mean, that's pretty cool. That's uh, that that's just that's just a big move. I mean, I feel, Huge feel like move. the all those guys from when the Jordan team kind of blew up when when we were kids and when we were younger. Mm-hmm. When they, I used to be a part of like the Breakfast Club, like Jordan's fan club that they would send out like the monthly updates and all like the exclusive content, or I would get like early preference for like special release stuff. Special back drops, in the day. yeah, and. Like it was cool, like just to see, like, oh man, like who might be added to the team? Who's like, next? Who, who yeah, could be you know someone that gets brought into the fold. And for a long time, I mean, obviously it was mostly mostly basketball guys, but yeah. there were only a few football players. Only a few. Only a few, but some of the cleats were just so sick. So sick, dude. And like, even the gloves that they came out with, like when uh, DeAndre Hopkins had that game winner, like. 
you can't market anything any better, you know? The dude just literally mossed everyone like it was it was crazy and to just get that perfect picture of his hands clean with those Jordan gloves yep. and there's like eight six hands around it was crazy funny that you mentioned that name though in Randy Moss because who was one of the OG OGs yeah the super freak shoes <laughs> like the, those cross trainers that had the zip ups and everything like, yeah those, those were those were a hot ticket shoe back then, especially because they there weren't a lot of purple shoes that were made back mm-hmm. then, or not a lot of shoes that included purple. Yeah. And that was one of the few that did. So I don't know. I I always thought that it was cool, like how they would cater to, they would cater colorways for some of those signature shoes to that player and who they played for. Yeah. So it just gave you a, a little bit of a difference in the palette because traditionally, like you know, old school Jordan, they were they were all Bulls colorways for the mm-hmm. most part. They were always, you know, red, black, white, or some sort of variation of that. And then once he went to the Wizards, then there was some blues and some silvers and all of that in the fold. But you never got a lot of greens or, or a lot of those yeah. those colors in the original OG colorways. But then when they started coming out with the Team Jordan shoes or the stuff like the Super Freaks, or then he signed Roy Jones Jr. for a while, and there was there was Jordan boxing shoes, Jordan <laughs> cross trainers like that. I don't know. That's just me nerding out as a as a no. That's awesome. Sneaker. I loved I loved watching you do that because like me personally, I'm not a huge sneakerhead. <clears throat> I enjoy it, you know. Like my one buddy from college is a huge sneakerhead, and like I understand the thrill of it. I just never got into it. So to see you like go off of that tangent, I was like, all right, that's pretty awesome. Like you like it that much. Yeah. That's amazing. Dude, I used to love shoes so much. Like, I mean, I would I would go to the releases like Saturday mornings. Like, did, I've seen people like Josh. You want to talk about some real ass whoopings? Like, I have seen <laughs> I could some imagine, people dude. get their ass whooped at some of these shoe releases. Mm-hmm. Like, especially someone goes in and cuts the line or something like that. Like, oh no! Like, I it, could only imagine it would be mm-hmm. bad. I mean, and. Unfortunately to say, I've also seen some people get jumped for their shoes that they just walked out of the store buying, and that person out there in the parking lot that's lurking that knew that the mall was only open this hour early from when the rest of the business is done for those people coming in and getting the shoe release. Mm -hmm. So they see you coming out with the bag. They know that there was one store that you were in, or or you know one of two stores that you were in. You were in like Champs or Finish Line, Foot Locker, whatever one of those shoes were. And if you're coming out with a bag prior to the rest of the uh, prior to the rest of the mall opening, mm-hmm. uh, you you were a mark. Yeah, you yeah. were 100% a mark. Oh yeah. yeah, I can understand that. You know, I've heard of things like that. I've never because I've never been to release. I've never seen it, but I've heard of like a lot of stories. Of people getting jumped for their shoes. Yeah, it's a good thing I grew up broke because I didn't <laughs> have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was one of those things that you know you just. Yeah. So when you made it happen, mm-hmm. or then there would be a ton of times where guys would they they would go in, they they would get their shoe, but then they'd come out. And actually, Augie and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago at the at the symposium, but how someone would go in. All right, I got the nine and a half, and that retailed for you know for one sixty. All right, three twenty. Just going out and, and flipping it yeah. for, for like double right away out in the parking lot. Hundred percent. That's called a hustle, and that works. That's I've also seen a guy coming out doing that get snuck from the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to be smart about it. You can't be, you know, acting stupid about it. No. You can't. Just walking out to a parking lot like, oh, hell, no. First off, be smart, take a picture, put it online. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier. 
And and some of this though, like you have to remember though that this was prior to online. This like, is true. Yeah, forgot for, about for, that. For a lot of when when I was like the last sneaker release I went to was it was actually it was the the day, it was the it was right after the Aurora Mall shooting. Okay. And it was when the Jordan Olympic Sevens had gotten re-released. It was an Olympic year that year. I, that was I think that was twenty twelve. Yeah, 2012, so I'm pretty sure they were in Paris, or, yeah, I think that was the Paris Olympics. But the Aurora Mall, because of the shooting, was the only store left, or was the only place left in the country that had these shoes, because they pushed the release back. The whole mall was closed on that that weekend, Mm -hmm. and then they had the release that Monday. Mm. And so once that release happened, bro, there were people that flew in from all around the country (laughs) trying to get these shoes from uh, from the two stores that were in the Aurora Mall that had them, mm-hmm. but they each only got one single size run. Oh, okay. So, there, I mean, there was a lot of people who left empty-handed, but but yeah, you want to talk about some just straight up shenanigans? Because <laughs> in order, like, for you know, I'm sure you've seen like when when there's a big release for anything, there's always like the cow lines that get yeah. set up outside, and you know, but you have to have a permit for most of those things. Yeah. But because that happened over a weekend, they didn't have the ability to, to get a new permit to have all like the lines for people set back up. So it was just pure chaos and pandemonium in the parking lot. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, like people like making a mad dash, like security kicking people off the grounds, and a mad dash for people running toward the door when they thought they were going to open them again. Mm-hmm. Pure, pure madness. <laughs> but I think back to some of those times, like man, like. That was some crazy shit. Yeah. But I would I wouldn't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Now I guess it'd be uh, a lot more dangerous. People really ain't got too much to lose. But the most like pandemonium that I can ever imagine when shopping would probably be like Black Friday when I was a kid going with my grandma and seeing like old people argue over stuff and like fist fight in the store. But like that's about it. About the most pandemonium I've ever seen shopping. How hypocritical is that, man? Like. Black Friday, people going out, swinging on each other for a blender, went right the day after. Uh, You're supposed to be grateful you. for all thank the things you. that you had. <laughs> it blows my mind, dude. It, it just really amazes you to see how, I don't want to say stupid, but just how crazy humans are. Like, I could go on for days about my thoughts on humans in general, but just, yeah, it's a very weird, cynical thing. I believe. Yeah, definitely. Do we know if that's gonna happen? Nah, but we can hope. We can hope. That's what, that's what makes uh, life fun. You just gotta hope. Exactly. And one way or the other, I mean, we gotta live our life. You know, like yeah. it's if you live in perpetual fear, I feel like you're just you're never gonna accomplish anything. Nothing yeah. is ever gonna happen. No, you you can't be scared to do stuff. You know, the White House can be burning you still got life to live because it hasn't really affected you just yet you know there isn't no uh, precautions that you have to take right away you know so you just gotta live your life keep doing what you gotta do definitely definitely so Josh is there anybody that you want to shout out any sponsors management teammates people out outside of all of that that you want to show some love to yeah uh, real quick uh, I would love to throw out my sponsors Eddie Holmes, uh, just appreciate you guys for everything that you do for me and allowing me to chase this dream. Um, uh, Habitual Vape Skate Shop, thank you. My man Cody, appreciate you. Thank you guys so much. And then just everyone here at Factory X, like you, Mark, 
DJ, Cody, everyone, everyone that I train with, um, even if I don't train with you because you're small, like you still play a big role in this, you know. So I never really went too deep into thanking everyone when I got my little award because I was kind of thrown off. I was I wasn't even expecting that, and um, but no, I'm really I'm really appreciative of how I was able to you know move here and assimilate to everything here and everyone's been so welcoming you know I've said in a lot of my uh, interviews that I've done this week is that this place it makes a huge difference you know skill wise your mental fortitude you know having a team that wants you to do better and you're not there just to be a you know a dummy to beat up on because I've seen people go to gyms and different places and you know I stand my ground so I'm not going to be anyone's punching bag but I've seen people go and be punching bags and they're not in the right environment and they're and they, they fizzle out or they lose their love for the game so I'm very blessed to say that I've gotten in a place where I think I can thrive you know I believe I can thrive it's showing that I can thrive here and you know the Factory X, Mark Montoya, Iridium Sports, like that is just a combination for success, you know? If you have the right work ethic, the right mentality, like, it's gonna work, you know? I mean, look at Ian Heinish, it worked. Yep. DJ, it worked, like, it works, yep. you know? So, absolutely, man. I'm just blessed, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Now, you, you mentioned the environment here, and so, you know, would, would you say that, the, that you just feel like it's a special culture? Yes, the culture here is amazing. You know, everyone's, they want you to do well, you know. Even if someone, all right, say, beats the crap out of you for a whole round or two whole rounds, afterwards, no ego. We talk about it. We sit down, what was done wrong, what can be fixed next time, and, you know, they're going to be hip to it next time, so now you got to do that but learn something else. Like, it's an amazing, it's a very competitive environment, but there's no egos. And that's the thing that is the best, like, because if you have an ego, it's going to get checked so fast, you know, and just to be able to everyone coexist and push each other to be better, you can't ask for a better environment. Oh, yeah, yeah. And as, as a whole, you know, I, I just have to tie, you know, piggyback onto that and thank the Montoya family because they've they've created a house for all of us for lack of a better term, misfits, yes. who, you know, everybody who comes in to a martial arts gym or, or, you know, wants to be involved in the fight world, like, you've got a couple of screws that are yeah. uh, may maybe not tightened all the way that they yeah. should be. You can't, you can't be, I don't think you can be a fully rational functioning human and do this. Like, there has to be something in you yeah. that... You know, and there's people who fake it. You know, there's people who try and fake it, and then they learn real quick that, you know, all right, it's not worth it. You don't like getting punched in the face. I don't like getting beat up. But, like, it's not about that, you know. So if if you're a functioning, rational human being, you're probably not going to work. It's not going to work out. But if you got a couple screws loose, hey, you can make a lot of money. You can have a great life yeah. if you're willing to, you know, suffer. And that's what I always say. You have to be willing to suffer. Absolutely. You got to understand your situation is not your destination, right? Amen. <laughs> Shout out to Cortez Coleman, the crazy cowboy. I mean, so quotable. Like that. Uh, yeah, that you, you know, you got to go through it to get to it. And then kind of tying off of what, what you said there too, something that Dustin always says, and I feel like that's been something that has, you haven't ever like said the quote itself that I've seen, but you're your performance or the way that you approach this speaks exactly to Dustin Jacoby's philosophy of you got to have short-term memory with bulletproof confidence. 
I feel like that that sums up, you know, like, okay, you, you dealt with some adversity. That, that's already gone. That's mm-hmm. behind me. It, it's what is now. Like, what's right here in front of me? And, okay, there's an opportunity. I'm kicking through the door blasting. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, you know, and that's it's been so amazing to get here. And, like, I, I probably say way too much on all my interviews and everything, but I'm so thankful that I met Dustin Jacoby because his mentality, you know, I'm the farthest thing from a country boy. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, he's country boy through and through. But, you know, I've always vibed with people like that. You know, some one of my best friends from back home is a hick from uh, West Virginia down in Morgantown. So I just vibe with, we have the same mentality. It came out there a little bit. It did. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> but, like, just, it's the blue collar, tough, gritty mentality. You know, like, I know I might look like a frat boy, but, like, I've never been associated with anything like that. I've just always put my nose to the grindstone, and I've just grinded, and I've worked hard. You know, I've never been the fastest, the strongest, or any of that in any sport I've played. But my work ethic is what, you know, I like to believe that sets me apart. And being associated with someone like Dustin Jacoby, who is the same exact way, just a little bit more country than I am, it's amazing, you know. It's amazing to see the the accolades that he's accomplished, and you know he's pushing me to be better. And I just love that. I'm so thankful for it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think that someone like him who is at that high level, who has been so well traveled the way that he has, is 100% a major benefit for someone like you who's oh, young yeah. and on the rise and coming up. Because not only are you getting to train with someone who is of that caliber. But he also can share, and, and Dustin's not one of those guys who closes himself off. He's open about sharing his wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's, and he'll be the first one to, to say it, that he's, he's found failure in every major organization, but he's also figured out ways to turn that into success. Yeah. And so him just maybe sharing some of those tales of his, his travels and of his tribulations, I'm sure has to help all of you younger guys that are coming up. Oh, yeah. It does, it does, and he he spits his knowledge to me, to Cody, Austin, all of us, like, it's very, if you're willing to listen, I always think, like, because I'm a very quiet guy, I don't really talk too, too much, and I'm more of a listener, and if you're, I always think that if you're willing to listen more than you are to talk, then you're going to find success somehow, because... How I even started in this is like I listened to other people's failures. I listened to how they did it. All right, well, how can I not end up in that position, you know? Or how can I see that position and maybe make a left turn here, whereas other people went right, you know? Absolutely. Josh, we've talked a lot about fight goals and what what you see potentially going forward. What is What are a goal or two that you have for this year in 2021 outside of fighting? Ooh, outside of fighting. Oh, outside of fighting, that is going to be directly related to fighting. I'm going to get out of debt this year. I'm going to get out of my credit card debt. I don't have a lot. I busted up my butt to get it down. I'm going to get that done, and I'm going to get a house. Me and my girl, we're looking for a house. So hopefully, you know, within the next year, outside of the gym, life-wise we can we can make another step there that's awesome man i mean that, that that's huge yeah that, that's a huge thing for your entire you know, 
financial well-being for the rest of your life that you're trying to accomplish and mm-hmm. you know in your mid-20s having that goal and you know being dialed in to, to tackle that I feel like that's that's ahead of where most people are at that yeah. age you know some people are just still still too busy just throwing it you know hey if you got it go ahead you know uh oh, what's that song let's do i'm just trying to get paid by the songs i sing off stage but if you get i guess if you're already paid then i guess you got it made you know some of us we don't got it made like that some of yeah. us you know we, we weren't just weren't in that life and that's fine that's okay and they were that's fine you just gotta grind to get it you know and i'm gonna get it one day i'll be doing that maybe not you know that but i'll have it i'll have it one day i'm not worried who's been some of your influences on that on that sort of topic uh finances Mm -hmm. james kraus um i mean since moving here i I tell you truth i've never talked to anyone about finances ever um because i've never really had a problem with it like i know i have my student loans and i have like one credit card that i have but like I don't, I try and live in my means. My grandma, I guess that's my grandma. My grandma's always taught me to live within my means. You know, I'm not a flashy person. I'm not gonna go out and buy a bunch of name brand stuff. Maybe eventually when I'm in the UFC, I'll get a really nice car. That's probably about it. I'm not, you're not gonna see me flashy in anything. That's just how I am, you know? So definitely my grandma. And then as far as like what to do with my money eventually, would be James Krause and just seeing, you know, different things that I should eventually, you know, get into with diversifying my portfolio, investing and whatnot. Definitely. I, w- I was just curious if Chris Nizzle was one of them because <laughs> I learned so much from James on, mm-hmm. on that side of things. You know, I mean, he, he sat there in that chair and went on like a 10 minute Gary Vee style rant about <laughs> finance, you know, just, just last year. So I, I've I've tried to be like a sponge anytime that, yeah. that he talks or anytime he shares something and just try to absorb as much as much as you as can, can see which way you can make it work for you you know yeah he's <clears throat> very smart guy and then again if you're willing to listen information is there absolutely and I I will even add to that that everything that I've followed from his just general recommendations or things to look into has done well. Mm-hmm. So that that being said, I mean, I feel like his track record is pretty good at this point. <laughs> yeah, just just one of the most intelligent beings in all of the fight game. I feel like so. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the James Krause shout for, out. for being a leader just to, to all of us for taking the time of the day to you know respond back to that. Sometimes he'll put up you know some like financial concept or something up, or you know some fundamental process. And I'll, just, I'll ask him about it, and he'll he'll answer back. Like, he'll tell me, okay, this is why I think this. Or, mm-hmm. you know, no, I'm not in this because of this. Or so, something to yeah. that effect. Just, just asking questions. And I'm extremely grateful for my own personal situation to have someone like him who understands the way that we think. Because, you know, like you mentioned, we all have a little bit of a screw loose. <laughs> but someone yeah. who can relate to that sort of mindset and to relate to the way that our brain processes information. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, it, it probably could come from a different source, the same exact words verbatim, but I just, I, I wouldn't retain it as much. Yeah. It, it wouldn't mean as much to me personally, but it's it's a trust thing. Mm-hmm. It's because I, I, I trust James. Yeah, he, he has a great track record. You know, it, like you said, it's good to see someone who has that same mentality as us or you know, once had it. I'm not saying you're old, James. I'm just saying you're <laughs> older than us. 
So, you know, he's been there, done that. So he has that information to share. So that's, and it's just great to have that, you know, as a resource. Absolutely. Now, when you're talking about investments and whatnot, any heaters that we can take a look at? No, I will not lead anyone astray. I am, <laughs> okay, okay. My knowledge in that department is not the greatest for me to put any type of information out just yet. So I'm going to stay in my lane and I'm still learning. <laughs> totally understandable. And, and that's fair. I feel like, though, once again, that's that's a that's a symbol of your maturity already within within this stage, though, because. If you if you don't know, then I feel like it takes a big person to say, "Hey, man, I'm I'm not gonna put my stamp on that. Like I just yeah. don't know enough of it. Like I'm gonna do what I can for myself, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna roll the dice for someone else." Right? Yeah. Because what am I gonna look like giving you false information? You bank on it and go lose a bunch of money. Now I look like an idiot. Don't want to do that. <laughs> Welcome to my world with sports gambling every weekend, buddy. You know, if you do have a heater, I do have one heater. Bet the Chiefs. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Imagine that the Chiefs over the Browns. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I mean just wh whether it's that stuff with sports or, or just like with fight picks and all of that. Like mm -hmm. Some people want to hold you, you know, hold your feet to the fire for a pick that you made. And yeah. I've always said all all the way along, you know, with all my endeavors with DenverSportsBetting.com, <clears throat> in that it's never gonna be 100 percent. Like yeah. especially, especially in the fight game, like oh, anything I, I pick at a high clip. Like, don't get me wrong, I pick at a very high percentage. Mm -hmm. But to be, you know, where, like, some people call themselves handicappers to where they're picking at these insane ratios. Yeah. I, I don't pick at the, like, 80-plus percent. But then again, if, if you are, like, I question... Question one, what is the true validity of your pick percentage? But then two, like, I, I don't know. Like, to pick at <laughs> that high of a percentage, Josh, like, it, it's almost unheard of. Yeah. This year, just for example, NFL experts were, I believe they were in the 50% range, like like mo oh. most. Okay. A few years back, I picked on, on straight up money line pickums. I was in a pickum league, a, this big league that I met some people down in Mexico that just we talked football for a while and they're like, hey, do you want to join this pickum league? And I ended up winning the whole thing. Oh, and it nice. was like a weekly thing, and then like there was a portion of the the sum that got put into a monthly pot, or excuse me, a, a season long pot. Mm -hmm. And I just crushed it that entire year, <laughs> and I picked at sixty nine and change. Whereas that year, the the majority of the experts, experts. were in the low sixties, were at like sixty two, sixty three percent. So it was like, hey, man, like if only I was playing for a lot more money for than just money, what, yeah. what that little pick was. But I don't know. It's it's the give and take with it. I mean, I've made a lot of money on sports gambling. I've also I lost, lost a lot. Yep. I haven't lost a lot. <laughs> have I lost? Yes. Yes. I have lost. Yes. Thanks, I, you. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I've gotten into sports gambling big in these past uh, I want to say two years, I guess, and. Um, was the one fight that made me a bunch of money that I was pumped about. Is that Shayna Dobson girl, the Denver, uh, I think she turns to Easton. Yeah, Shana she Dobson. beat that uh, other like amazing kickboxing girl. Yep. All right, she came out in the first round and that kickboxer just gassed. Yep. And then the second round, Shayna came in and just beat the crap out of her. And I think I bet 20 bucks on her and she was like a plus 
250, 300, something like that. Oh, wow. Then you caught it even earlier. Yeah. Because it ended up closing at even worse odds than that. Yeah. Yeah, she was the biggest upset of the year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I wish I would have waited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it ended up closing at, at much higher from that. But, yeah, man, that, that was a huge upset pick on that. But, you know, like one time, me, me and Yusuf were arguing one time with, uh, I think it was the Mackenzie Dern and Randa Marcos. Mm. And I was like, bro, like she's going to submit her with an armbar in the first round. Or, or I said she's going to submit her in the first round. And he's like, nah, bro, I, don't, I think she'll get, she'll get the sub, <laughs> but it'll be later. Like, it'll be second or third. I was like, no, like, Randa Marcos's best attribute, all due respect to her, is, is her grappling or her ability to, you know, to get into a scramble and make things dirty. Mm-hmm. That is Mackenzie's world as soon as you get tied up. Yeah. And lo and behold, what happened? As soon as they got tied up and went to the ground, that arm bar happened, and she just gets super creative with it, the way that she went under the underarm, and, oh, was just cranking crazy. Like, mm. that, that was a rough one. <laughs> Actually, on three three Brazilians, I won a lot of money on those picks alone, and it was that you know it, it was that one right there with, with her and, uh, and Randa, then I want a lot of money on Paige and uh, Paige and Amanda Hebus. Oh yeah, yeah. I did self, you know, self admitted. I did put a little bit of money on Paige just because I thought, well, maybe the she chance, was trying yeah. to, because because she was in a contract fight basically. Yeah. You know that that was her last fight of her contract, and she needed to try to make a statement to have as much market value going into free agency as possible. Yep. But I also, in the back of my mind, I knew that. Amanda Hebus is the real deal. And that's Big the time. only person who was able to get over on Mackenzie Dern so far in her mm-hmm. career. So I thought, man, like, Amanda's the real deal. And as it turns even more, I love Amanda Hebus, bro. Like, oh my God, how do yeah. you not love her energy? Like, she's Everything just such about a sweet, her, right? She's so exciting. She's just vibrant, has that personality. And, just and she's a badass. She loves chocolate. Like, I, gotta, <laughs> I, I yeah. wanna love something in life, period. The way that she loves chocolate. Yeah. The way that she loves chocolate is like just of a different world. But but yeah. So you know, <laughs> I, I, as I digress, and then the the final one was uh, was Verna Jindroba against Felice Herrick. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I knew that one was going to be an, another one to where you know I mean yeah, F- Felice is a, a vet you know, but she hadn't fought in about two years. Mm-hmm. She hadn't fought in two years up to that point against someone who is just a suffocating grappler. Who I feel like because she had those knee injuries, uh, it, referring to Felice, mm-hmm. she was going to be a little bit gun shy or a little bit tentative at times. Yeah, especially you know to to maybe hit those down blocks or hit a sprawl heart or do some very like explosive dynamic moves with her lower half i said i don't know like you you know as well as i know sometimes that first time back in the fire you're a little hesitant you're a little hesitant you're yeah. a little bit gun shy and that split second is the difference of you either stuffing that takedown or you being brought to the canvas mm-hmm. and then lo and behold once she got there that's exactly what happened and then I also have to tip my cap to our professor Brandon Royval here for He's uh he's had a lot, a lot of, money of money to the bank yeah. this year. So. He's helped out big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will definitely say I have paid one or two bills with the money I made from you know Brandon winning his fights. Awesome, thank you. Oh yeah, I mean off of, <laughs> off the Kai fight, I'm pretty sure I made my rent on that bet. Hell yeah. So that was a, that was a yeah. nice little chunk off of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're just just calling it for for what it was. Like I, yeah. I knew that he was gonna submit. I knew that he was gonna. I knew that he was gonna pull it off, but when he almost got it in the first, I like halfway like, 
No, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I did hedge it with just a finish man yeah. in general, but I mean, I, I was so confident that it would be basically like that second round sort of mm-hmm. scenario that that's where I put the most money on. Yeah. And naturally, you're going to have the much higher payout. Yeah. But yeah, it was a it was a close one. It was like, oh shit! When he started to almost <laughs> go go for the sub in the first, like pop out just for a second, wait a little a bit second. longer. Yeah, and then. <laughs> The fight gods, the fight gods spoke to me, and they delivered. They took <laughs> care of your boy that night. And I also made everybody that night that was watching along with me a lot of money because I gave them, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Austin Jones being one of them. I have a video alone of Austin saying, that, yeah, shout out to my boy Jordan Kurtz. Put in, <laughs> you know, put in like 25 bucks, walked away with 300 tonight. Hell yeah. You know, just... I get, I get lucky every now and then. <laughs> oh, look, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself to my own horn with it. But I do want to throw a quick shout-out right now to the Fat Ninja Combat Gear. Shout-out to my man, Congo, the photographer. Also, you can find these at Fat Ninja Combat Gear on Instagram as well as Facebook. He has T-shirts as well as hoodies available for sale. I mean, i got to show some love for Fat Ninja because I'm a Fat Ninja. And, you know, I, I can't compete on a regular level with these savages like this right here. But I do my best to survive. So i got to rep the Fat Ninja Combat gear. But I had to get oh, yeah. that plug in there real quick. Josh, is there anyone that you want to throw a shout-out to on the way out? Ah, uh, You know, just shout-out to you, man. Thank you for giving me a platform to speak and, you know, get myself out there and thank you for inviting me on to the uh mile high program the other day that was amazing you know i was i was sitting on the couch watching you guys before you even called me or texted me just because i was interested and i was like that's really cool like i'm i love the whole sports betting thing you do like all of it is very intriguing and i love that you know you're pushing for your passion so much respect for that man thank you man i, I appreciate it and I, I appreciate you taking the time especially taking the time on your birthday to sit here and converse with me for for a little while about fight games music some football just ev- everything in the mix man thank you so much no problem man. what day are you fighting i am fighting in two weeks january 29th ufc fight pass me myself versus bruno Oliveira. i'm telling you put the house on me because i'm not I'm not walking out there and losing. There you have it, folks. And where can they follow you? Follow me at Josh Fremd MMA on Instagram and at Josh Fremd on Twitter. Awesome. Thank you, Josh, so much. I really appreciate it, man. This is Jordan Kurtz with the comments for the Peanut Gallery podcast. You can hit the like, share, and subscribe button. Thank you guys for following us along. You can also catch me on Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Mountain Time worldwide live on Mile High Sports Radio. You can check that out on milehighsports.com as well as old episodes are available on demand the next day on denversportsbetting.com. Thank you guys so much. It's been been an incredible ride for the last 100 episodes sitting here and talking with you folks. So thank you all for following along. It's a big moment, man. 100. 100. Let's go. (laughs) This is Jordan Kurtz with comments from the Peanut Gallery Podcast with my man Josh Frim. We will see you next time.